0: Isaiah 41, in a speech in 1933, American President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, addressing a nation that was mired in depression and on the verge of world war, famously stated, the only thing we have to fear is fear fear itself. During the first century, Epictetus said it is not death or pain that is to be dreaded, but the fear of pain or death is what is dreaded. Fear plays a huge part in we as human beings' lives. And every one of us have to, one way or another, deal with fear. God knew this, and 450 times in the Bible, God told us, told someone, fear not. You think of that, 450 times in the Bible that that was said. That gives us an indication that it is a pretty common issue that we as human beings have to deal with. As we close out a year and you think back to this past year and the changes that have come in the past year, um, you think, Wow, changes in my own life or changes that I've seen in other people's lives. Individuals passing away, individuals um, receiving the dreaded cancer news and so on. And then as you look forward to the coming year, you think, wow, I wonder what, what the new year has in store for me. And it may be a fear in regard to terrorism or nuclear war. It may be a fear about financial insecurity. It may be a fear of dealing with rejection and betrayal. It may be a fear of skeletons in the closet. This last year in our nation, a lot of skeletons came out of closets. It may be a fear of failure and disgrace. Maybe may be a fear of disease and death. There could be many paralyzing what-ifs. What if this happens? What if that happens? You may have a sense of overwhelming gloom that causes fear you may think wow I am I am raising kids in this world and what's this world going to have to offer them and you may be dealing with fear of how do I raise them or what does the future hold for them so Conquering fear is a very real issue in our own lives. I contacted a gentleman about coming to speak at family camp, and and he wrote back and he says, I thank you for the invitation. He said, we have been dealing with um, unusual issues in our family. He says... My wife, of I forget how many years, many years, is her mental capacities are deteriorating much more rapidly than we anticipated. And she is my constant care and companion. It is my sad pleasure to care for her. So I am not taking any speaking engagements whatsoever. And as I read that, I thought, wow. Wow. You know, none of us knows what a year holds and what we may be called upon and and uh, the devil loves to to fill us with fears that occupy our mind and and we need the principles of God's word to conquer fear. So this morning we want to look at this aspect of of the realities of fear and our responses to it. As we said, fear is universal. It crosses all boundaries of race or culture or religion or generation. And all of us, whether we admit it or not, deal with fear in some aspect or another. So it's important that we look at the sources of fear. Proverbs twenty nine twenty five says, The fear of man bringeth a snare. Fear of man is a huge source of fear. We fear rejection. We fear shame. We fear failure. But fearing man shows that we want people to accept us more than we're concerned about God's acceptance. William Gurnall said, We fear men so much because we fear God so little. One fear cures another. When man's tear scares you, turn your thoughts to the wrath of God. And how true it is. We fear men so much because we fear God so little. So the fear of man is one source of fear. The fear of the past is another source of fear. Proverbs 28 verse 1 says, The wicked flee when no man pursues. Why do the wicked flee when no man pursues? Because they know their sordid past. And they have a guilty conscience. We fear consequences of bad actions. We fear a guilty conscience. And then there is the fear of the present. I'm not going to, to bore you with all the various phobias that there are, but if you want some interesting reading, go Google the various kinds of phobias, fears that there are. And you would be amazed at, at the fears that people deal with and and legitimate or not, it's in, in their life, but the reality of fears that we deal with, as we mentioned, it may be financial, it may be um, disease-related, whatever it is, but there are many, many that tempt us to be overcome with fear. And then, of course, there is fear of the future, fear of the unknown. Fear of old age, fear of disability or disease and death. Tertullian said, it is a poor thing to fear that which is inevitable in reference to death. But those are some of the main sources of fear. General George Patton understood this. The reality of fear, and he said, I learned very early in life not to take counsel of my fears. So what do we do with our fears? Realistically, faith is the only cure for fear. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So, if God has not given us the spirit of fear, we know that it comes from God's enemy. It comes from Satan. So, how do I gain victory over fear? It must be through faith, and we'll look at this in more detail. The psalmist said in Psalm 34, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. What a testimony. I sought the Lord and he heard me. He didn't say I didn't have fears. He said I had fears, but God delivered me from all my fears. It is by faith. Notice Isaiah 41 and verse 10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yes, I will help thee. Yes, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. God didn't just say, Don't fear. With every aspect, he said, don't fear, and then he presents a truth. And he says, don't fear, for I am with you. Don't be dismayed, for I am your personal God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. So it brings back... To what God is and what God does. He, he doesn't just say, don't fear. We've all been there. You've, you've had a child and they're scared. Maybe it's scared of the dark. Oh, you don't need to fear. You don't need to fear. Well, it doesn't work just saying that, does it? They want somebody. You come in here with me, daddy or mommy. They want somebody's presence with them. It's not just enough to say, don't fear, it's okay. Oh, okay, got it, Dad. Here we go. No, it doesn't work that way. And God didn't tell us, don't fear. He told us we must walk by faith in believing these things. I'm going to list eight things. Faith that conquers fear... Involves these eight things. And none of us knows what a year this coming year holds. But I will guarantee you that we will need to be reminded and to live in the light of these eight truths. This is what faith is all about. Faith believes and acts upon it and it begins... With these eight things, the faith that truly conquers fear. Number one, it believes that God's word is true. Do you understand we looked in in Isaiah 41, 10, and he said, Fear thou not, and then he kept presenting truths. I am with thee, I am your God, I will help you, I will strengthen you, I will uphold you. He kept presenting truths. Well, where do we get those truths? If you don't believe that the Bible is God's Word and it is true in every detail, we're in big trouble then. We have nothing to stand on. Now, if if we're honest with ourselves there there, there have come times in our life when we've read the Word but we said, I don't see how that's true. And we've really wrestled with it in our own life. This doesn't seem true right now in my life. And that's where we have to come back to understand, you know what? It may not seem true in my life right now, but if that's what God says, God's Word is true. Heaven and earth will pass away, Matthew 5.18, but God's Word abides forever. And every detail of God's Word will be fulfilled. It is important for us that that we have this unshakable dependence in understanding. And really, the longer you live, the more we ought to come to this, that this is the only thing you can trust. I mean, all the fake news, good night. You know, you, there's no idea what what you can believe. And, and people, you run into people, they tell you one thing and it's the other way. What a joy it is to come to the Word of God and know, I can believe God's Word. But there will come times in your life that you may struggle with that. And, and that's okay as long as you come back to say, you know what, although I, I may not understand it all, One thing I know is God's word is true. That must be foundational for everything that we have to overcome faith. Number two, faith that conquers fear. Trust Jesus Christ alone for the forgiveness of sins. Our first place of victory over fear is in believing this truth concerning our relationship with God. Paul tells us in Romans chapter 5 and verse 1 that having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We reject the lie of the enemy of God that says that our sins are not forgiven, that keeps throwing up our past to us, that causes us to worry about death, 1 Corinthians 15, 55 says, the sting of death is removed through Christ. When we have trusted Christ for the forgiveness of our sins, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. This makes all the difference in the world. I mean, if you haven't been exposed to it much, talk to Dave and he'd be happy to share with you the difference between the death of someone who is a believer and the death of someone who is an unbeliever. There is night and day difference because... The fear of death is gone to a believer in Jesus Christ. We we may be concerned about the process of it, but we know how things end. And if you have never placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone, you will never have that peace. And there will be legitimate fears that ought to be there because you are not prepared for eternity. But once you have trusted Christ for the forgiveness of sin, you have a faith that conquers the fear of death and the fear of the past. We are saved from the penalty of sin. We are saved from the power of sin. And someday we are completely saved from the presence of sin. No more battle with sin. And that gives us victory over the fear that is related to sin, our past, our present, and maybe even the future. Faith that conquers fear, thirdly, counts on the presence of God. Isaiah 41 says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Hebrews 13, verses 5 and 6 say, Let your conversation or your life be without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have. What do I have? He said, you have this promise, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Throughout history, there are testimonies after testimonies of individuals that have looked death in the face, have looked hanging in the face, burning at the stake, drowned with a millstone around their neck because of persecution, because they're a follower of Jesus Christ. And they were able to do it with joy for the glory of God. Why? Because they knew God was with them. And the reality is, we have no idea what we may go through in this coming year. But if we rest in the fact, no matter what I go through, I know that the Lord is with me. John Newton said, if the Lord be with us, we have no cause of fear. His eye is upon us. His arm is over us. His ear is open to our prayer, His grace is sufficient, and his promise is unchangeable. To learn to live in the presence of God. to learn to realize that that God is with me. I mean, it's like the little child that's that's scared of the dark but realizes, Dad's with me, or Mom's with me, then everything's all right. In understanding the reality of this, a faith that overcomes fear counts on the presence of God. And fourthly, believes God is shepherding or leading us. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. There is no fear in understanding not only is he with me, but he's going before me. He is leading me, and I can trust him and to rest in that fact. It is good for us to remind ourselves that the will of God comes from the heart of God, and we never need to fear the heart of God. And understand, if this is where my shepherd is leading me, I need not fear, because he is with me. Will there come difficult valleys that we go through that the shepherd is leading us? Absolutely. No telling what there may be in this coming year. But we need to come back and say, God, I wouldn't have chosen this. This isn't what I want, but I'm counting on your presence. And I, by faith, believe that you are shepherding me. That you are leading me. And that you are leading me, Psalm 23 says, in the paths of righteousness for your namesake. I mean... There will come those days of darkness that, that you're gonna to have to come back to these truths and say, it's dark, I don't see you right now, God, I don't feel you right now, but I believe you are with me and you are shepherding me. And so my eyes are fixed entirely on you. And you must believe that God is all-knowing. We get this idea that I'm just a, a small, insignificant being on the face of the earth, and there's six, seven billion people here, and God really doesn't know what's going on in my life, and, and I'm just being overlooked, and I'm, I'm going to sink. I'm going to drown here. I'm, I'm going to f- disappear in despair. No. Faith. Going back, and that's why on, on every one of these we're putting scriptures. Going back to Psalm 139, He knows my down and my uprising. He understands my thought afar off. He knows every detail about me. He knows how many hairs are on my head. He knows every aspect about me. He knows what is going on in your life, and he is intimately aware of it and It's not like he oh man i didn't i i forgot about this we're prone to forget god intimately it's it's as though you were the only one, and you have his full attention, and he knows and You will be filled with fear if you think, I'm out here and nobody knows and nobody cares. And there may come days in your life that, humanly speaking, nobody knows and nobody cares. But you can't ever say that with God because God knows and no one ever cared for you like he did. There may come days that, humanly speaking, no one knows what's going on with you. But the faith that overcomes fear says, but you know what? I know that God knows, and I believe that God's grace is sufficient. God's grace is sufficient. Second Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9, Paul going through the great trials of his life, which we don't know exactly what they were. We know what many of them were. But in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9, he sought the Lord three times to deliver him from this thorn in the flesh. And God didn't deliver him. But he said to Paul, My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. And Paul responded in saying, Most gladly therefore now will I glory in my weaknesses, in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For when I am weak, then is he strong. And there will come times where you feel, I just can't go on any further. I can't hold on any longer. I don't have the strength in and of myself. And we must come back to believe that God will provide all the grace that I need for whatever circumstance or situation He brings into our life and he makes it available to us and we must appropriate it his grace is enough is what sufficient means it it will meet the need and even beyond the need and and in understanding i feel like this is what i feel like that i don't have but no god promised his grace so god i appeal to you I want your grace, I need your grace, and I am dependent on you. Rather than being overcome with fear, faith believes God's grace is sufficient. And faith that conquers fear believes God will make all things work together for good. Romans eight we're very familiar with the verse, but the reality is there comes times in our life that we think, how can anything good come out of this? And by faith, we're going to have to come back and say, God, you promised that all things work together for good to them that love you and are committed to your purposes, and that you are at work in our life, my life, to mold me and shape me to the image of your Son. So I thank you that you are using this that I don't see anything good in. And you are using it to make me more like Jesus Christ for your glory. As I said, it will be a step of faith. God, I wouldn't have chosen this. I I don't want it. I can't say that I'm enjoying it, but I am resting in the fact that you promise that you are able to make all things work together for good. As I love you and are committed, it takes faith to believe and to wait on God. And then we must believe that God's ways are perfect. Psalm 1830, as for God, his ways are perfect. There will never be a person that shows up in heaven and looks at their life and says, now, see God, if you had moved this over there and done that instead of this, it would have been better. Nope. There won't be one thing that we will be able to upgrade God's plan. As for God, His ways are perfect. His ways are higher than our ways. His ways are beyond our ways. But it's in an understanding and realizing this. You will never, ever, ever regret obeying God. No one will ever say, I obeyed you here, God, and look at it. I wish I'd never done that. There won't be one person in all of history that will ever be able to say, I regret obeying you, God. Why? Because God's ways are perfect. Fear is a very real issue that we deal with. The presence of fear does not mean that you do not have faith. Fear visits everyone, but make fear your visitor and not a resident in your life. The temptation to fear will come, but you must go back to the truth. And there are other truths, but these eight will build a foundation in your life that you'll need to come back and, and read from the scripture, this is what God said, and God, this is what I am dependent on, and I am resting in you. Fear should be a sign for us to seek the Lord. It should be the warning light on the dashboard that I, I need to seek the Lord. I'm fearful about what may come in our nation. I'm fearful about my kid's future. I'm fearful about my future. I'm fearful. And it ought to be a warning sign for us to seek the Lord and to come back to the truths of His Word and build the faith that we can stand in. In just a moment, we're going to sing the song, How Can I Fear? And as we do, I want you to think of the truths that we've looked at, I want you to think of the, the truths in the song that we're singing. And I want you to make application in your own personal life. Maybe you're in a situation right now that that's causing fear. Are you resting in the promises of God's Word? How can I fear? Jesus is near. He ever watches over me. Worries all cease. When we understand the reality of Christ. If you're here today and you say, you know, I, I am worried about my future because I don't know that my trust is in Jesus Christ alone. You may have a church membership. You may have a baptism. But you've never personally called upon Jesus Christ. You have reasons to be worried. And today, you can alleviate those by calling upon Jesus Christ. If you're here today as a child of God, do you rest in the fact that your Father's in control, that He's shepherding you, He's leading you? Let's bow together in prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask today that you would help every believer here to walk by faith. And, Lord, that as we do, <clears throat> you promise that we would walk in victory over fear. Not that we never would be faced with fears, but, Lord, that we can walk in victory over fear. That you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a disciplined mind. And, Lord, May our minds be disciplined to come back to the word of you, to stand in the truths of your word, and Lord, to know the joy and the peace of walking by faith. I pray if there's one here today that your spirit is convicting, they know that they're not at peace with you. Lord, I pray today before they leave, That they would call upon you, that they'd mention it to someone here today, and Lord, that they would know the peace that only you can give. Lord, may we rest in the fact that you know every detail of the coming year and that your grace is sufficient. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask.